Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. I did promise we'd have a special guest in studio coming up at uh, 9 o'clock this morning. And he is here. He's on every Saturday from uh, 2 to 4 here on WABC alongside Curtis Sliwa. There was a time when he would be uh, filling in for me and or Bernie back when I first came back to New York in 2016. Uh, we know what happened after that. Now he's back at the station. He is Anthony Weiner. And let me, let me just start by saying this right off the bat. I have gotten a ton of texts this morning from people who are like, I got to be honest, Sid, I thought you were better than this. Sid, come on. Sid, you're a father. So are you. Sid. What are you doing? I don't want to hear this. And my response is, is let the guy talk. Give the guy a chance. Let's hear what he has to say. But I will tell you, to be completely honest with you, that I've gotten more hate mail today about this conversation than any other in my six years here. That's not to make you feel bad, but i got to be honest with you. But this is not the first time you've heard this. Or is it? Hey, Sid. Good to see you, bud. Uh, no, I've, I've, uh, I'm sure I'm, I'm, I, there's a pretty clever strategy on your part to distract from that photograph with you and Hochul. And get the <laughs> only thing that people might be motivated more is by me, but uh, I, I appreciate it. I mean, I, I, and I, I have a confession to make. I'm nervous. You know, I used to do, you know, when you were on with Imus, I would do Imus. I would do radio all the time. I was on TV all the time. And I went on there as a politician, and I had something to sell, and I, was, I knew the shtick, and I knew the rhythm. This is a little bit different for me. i got to admit, it's been a long time since I've done stuff like this, so I appreciate you having me back. No, I know but, 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 but you, know, like, you, you do shows on the weekend with Curtis. Why are you specifically nervous? Is it because of me or just the, just the, the conversation, the topic? Well, it's, it's a couple of things. I mean, for one thing, I'm still generally not at ease yet doing this. You know, I didn't just come back at you know, once I got knocked down. I got knocked down. I kept, you know, my addictions kept going. I kept getting knocked down. I kept having horrible stories. And then I went away. I went away to prison. I went away to rehab. No, no, just thought you didn't get knocked down. You knocked yourself down. 100%. This right. is what, okay. and, and by the way. Because I also, I, I don't blame a line of cocaine, my wife, oh, something else. All my issues, I did. Oh, 100%. I did. 100%. Okay. You know, the, they, the, 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 the first step to getting well is to concede that it is you that can't figure your stuff out. And, um... But I didn't try to come back. You know, I've, I've been out of prison for a while, for three years, and I ran a company, the Navy Yard. I, doing public things is, was not part of the rhythm. And to be honest with you, it's because of how public notoriety and the addictive nature of everything was getting under my skin and got between my ears is why I stayed away from it. So now, even when I do this, the, the show with, with Curtis, um, I still have a little sense of anxiety about, about all this stuff, but... To be honest with you, being on your – I'm a huge fan. I, this show is great. I listen to it every morning. And, you know, the, you're a familiar face. I, 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 I pray for, for Bernie to come back soon because I consider him a friend also. We agree on practically nothing. <laughs> but I, I know that 
that I, I, I know how this stuff works, but I'm still a little bit, you know, I still have some anxiety around it. But I appreciate you having me on because I, I know you're probably taking some licks from, from your supporters. Now, when, when uh, people go, now, where's this guy been? Now, we know where you've been. You, you, you had the issue. You went to prison. Uh, you've been out now how long? I've been out three years. You've been out now three years already? Yeah. yeah how long did you actually serve again? So, so I got a 21-month sentence. I served 18 months and five days in, in prison. Then I served three months in a halfway house in the Bronx. Um, and I'm about, it's about three years since. So I, I've been kind of like, I have not been eagerly trying to find the spotlight. And it wasn't until um, Curtis and John Katzmatidis, who, by the way, you were at the old WABC. That yeah. place was a dump. Oh, this place is yeah. much amazing. Nicer. Yeah, much nicer. And everyone yeah. at the old place yeah. was walking around like they, they had pneumonia. <laughs> everyone here has got a lot of energy and things yeah. are great. So well, there's windows. There's windows. Right, and, and you know going to prison for three years, there's not a lot of windows. <laughs> 100%. You're, 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 you're grateful for little things. <laughs> right, like windows. Like that's, windows, a, that's a big exactly. deal. So in that period of time when you're away, you had a very public marriage to Huma Aberdeen, uh, obviously. Uh, what happened there? Where is your life now? Where do you live now? Who do you live with? Yeah. Who are you now? Well, I'm a... I mean, look, a lot of stuff about me is very different. I live a much smaller life. I'm not on the shuttle going back and forth. I'm not on TV all the time. I'm just, you know, my, my, she's now my ex-wife. We live in the same building. We have a 10-year-old son who recently gotten into ice hockey, and he's the human. I'm not married, but she's still my best friend. It's amazing the stuff she's been through. She put out a book. I know your book is going to blow her off the, the bestseller list, so <laughs> that goes that. without saying. I don't know. But uh, she put out an amazing book that told her side of the story. You know, people who are spouses of or family members of people who go through horrible things. People forget those people go through horrible things also, and I, and, and I put her through an awful lot. Um, but thank God I'm healthy. I'm not drinking. I'm not doing drugs. I'm, I'm not doing social media. I'm, right. you know, I'm, I'm trying to work out when I can. I'm playing hockey. I'm trying to live a much smaller life. Well, were there any misconceptions? All we know is this. Anthony Weiner had an issue. There was an underage girl. He was texting her. Uh, people particularly were very upset. I know you love your son. I know you do. And I hear, for what it's worth, you're a pretty good father. But they hated that one picture. So was there any misconceptions? Is there something that the public should know about you that they don't know? Or do we basically know what happened? Well, look, I mean, first of all, that picture, it's funny that... Funny, probably not that that picture draws the eye. That, that's your biggest issue. Well, but do you want to know what's... what's People say going to prison was my bottom. That wasn't. That was that photograph yeah. was like and it, people have different bottoms people you know you thought me losing my my career you thought me losing mayor was my bottom you put your finger on what was my bottom and you know to, to a similar extent because uh, i've been to jail i've been to rehabs when i got arrested for dui back in miami in 2012 and my wife showed up at the scene at one o'clock in the morning with both of my kids didn't have a babysitter and my daughter ava who was eight at the time saw the cop put the handcuffs on me, that was my bottom. 100%. Similar to what you're talking about. 100%. Like, it, it's, it's funny. when the, There is a notion in the program, and you've got some experience with it, this notion that you come to not regret your past because you realize that everything is – there's a reason to get you into yeah, the help that yeah. you need. I don't believe that's true. <laughs> I regret all of it. <laughs> well, that's – you know, it's, 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 it's called the ninth-step promise. But, yeah. you know, look, the, the, the fact is – But you, you, that, you certainly do regret. Please tell me regret. Well – you know, here it was. It's very hard to 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 say this, but the fact is that you wind up if you reach a certain point that you realize that everything happened for a reason. I got laid low for a reason, and I got brought down to that place because I needed to have that kind of a bottom for me to get some help. 
and um, everything happens for a reason. It's brought me to this place, sitting here with you. I thank every morning I wake up, I make a gratitude list. I'm grateful for the opportunity to be here this moment. I'm grateful that John Katzmatidis and this amazing organization has given me a shot to be on with Curtis Lee. I'm, great, but, 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 I'm grateful for Curtis. What about her? I mean, forget about Uma still loves you and your son still loves you. I don't know if you ever talked to that girl again. You're probably not allowed. Uh, I don't know why you'd want to. But and, and believe me when I tell you, it wasn't like she was uh, she was uh, all the innocent either. But what about her? What about her gratitude? She, what about she, she well, came like, from? that you know, part of the amends I have to make, and for her, it's going to be indirect amends because I I'm not I have no desire, nor should I, nor am I legally be, uh, able to be right, in touch sure, with her. Sure. Um, uh, suffice it to say, I'm I'm not going to you know she's right she has the right to her privacy, and I'm not going to do anything to infringe upon it. I owe her a debt. I owe society a debt. I owe my constituents a debt. Um, the first and primary debt is to the is to my my son, to my wife. But this notion of you know sometimes people stop me on the street and they say thank you for something you did. Sometimes they say you know you really disappointed me. I voted for you. Sometimes people say you it's because of you that 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 Bill De Blasio got got elected. I you know I'll never forgive you for that. <laughs> That's true. Part of part of what you my did help life, ruin the city. Anthony. Yeah, thanks, thanks for that. Yeah, uh, but part of part of the challenge I face is figuring out how to make amends to the people that I've hurt, and that includes the victim of my crime. What about your son? Where is that again? I know he plays hockey. You guys are close. You play hockey. We talked about the picture. What does he know? He's still a young kid. My son's thirteen. The problem is Gabriel goes on the internet. He reads about daddy. He sees all this stuff. Your son is about the age where he probably does that. What does he say to you? Yeah, it's it's a great question. Between Jordan's age and Gabriel's age, is this moment that I'm going to lose track? I'm going to lose my ability to say, "Don't look." Right. Every day, and his friends will show it to him, which is even worse. No, every day I know it's a ticking clock, and so what I've endeavored to do, and what Huma's endeavored to do, and she talks about this a little bit in her book, is to try to talk to him, make it so that I and his mom are the place they can come to learn the truth however ugly it might be. The problem is he doesn't have a vocabulary. I got, I got buddies who I play hockey with who don't understand what the heck I was doing. You know, so it's hard to explain to, to him every last detail. But every day I sense him peeling the onion a little more and asking me more questions. And one of the things I do do is I let him listen to the interviews that I've been doing the last couple of weeks about this stuff because people ask reasonable questions. They're entitled to the answers, and he's getting to the age. Now, he's not – you know, he's going to look for, he's going to see things about me on the internet that are ugly and horrible, and I hope that I give him some context for that. Now, you, you said that uh, Uma, of course, is still your best friend. You still speak to her all the time. You live in the same building. You've got a son in common. You have a nice relationship. Uh, do you talk, is it a daily conversation? Is there any chance that maybe somewhere down the road you guys reconcile? What is that relationship like, looking like, moving forward? I, I see, I, I, I don't know. We did have a, a period in, in 2019 where we went through a process. She finally said that she wanted to know everything and finally said she wanted to, to, to understand a little bit about the program of recovery I'm in, and I'm grateful for her for that. I, I, I think it's over and done with, but I don't – we have enormous respect for one another. And two people like the two of us have been through stuff that no other person could ever understand. Yeah. And so we have that bond. And also the bond around Jordan. You know what it's like to have as the center of your universe your kids that almost whatever else happens, whatever beats us up, whatever conflicts we have with our significant others, that still is the glue that holds us together. And, 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 and so – but I, I don't you know, I, I don't want to make any news here that we're going to get back together unless it helps your ratings. In that yeah, case, that could help. In that, case, I'll, that. I, in that case, I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> you know, I, um, I was mad at you. You know, look, you, you filled in for me and Bernie and – 
I started to like you. I actually liked you. I mean, you're not you're an arrogant prick, and you think you're smart than everybody in the room and all that stuff, and that's all true. That's still true, by the way. But I actually started to like you, and then you did this thing, and then I, I was I was forced to to say bad things about you, which I didn't really want to do, which I stopped doing, mind you. But I remember the one time where I got really upset for you, and it was your father. Now, my father was my best friend, and he died two years ago, and. It still crushes me to this day. And I think I read or I saw when you went to prison, your father was the one who took you. If I'm wrong, feel free to correct me. And I said to myself, I think his name is Murray or something, some nice old Jewish name. Morton. Morty, yeah. I know he loves you. He's probably, my son was almost the mayor of the city. My father, thank God, when he died, saw me finally excel because I was such an F up for so long. And it made me happy. I couldn't imagine what that trip was like. If my father had to drive me where your father drove you. And that was the last time that I was not angry. I was upset because of your father. Well, nothing about that story. You should have any different. That's I mean, except the part he, he didn't drive me. He didn't drive me. My, my, okay. my, my, my uh, brother did. But think about. Think about what it's like to be. Like my my parents, middle class, my mom's school teacher, they saw their son go to Congress. So yeah, it's it's heavy it's heavy stuff. Um, But um, that's what I have to make amends. I have to try to you know. Where are you and your dad today? That relationship? It's 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 fine. I mean, he's he you know he still lives in the house I grew up in. Right. He He still tells you he loves you. Look. Look, this isn't what this show should be about. Look, what I will say this is that many people listening to this program have it way worse than me. Way worse, okay? I went away for 18 months. I didn't go away for 18 years. My, my, I didn't, you know, hit someone with my, my you know, we both, are, we, both of our situations could have been so much worse. I, both, I came out the other side. A lot of people don't. There are people who sat and watched this. So every day I get up, and I'm grateful. And so, you know, anyway, so sorry about, you know, this is no, not, no, supposed, no, to be, not supposed to be that kind of no, no, that's thing. A, Why, you know, let's, okay. let's, let's talk about gas prices. Let's, uh, let's talk about Joe Biden. Come on, let's, let's take let's a say, break. Let's take a I break. I appreciate it. Go wash, put some water on your face, have a cup of water, and we will crack, and we will talk about all the things that you're wrong about, which is a lot. <laughs> and uh, we'll fight and do all that good stuff. I appreciate the honest conversation. And hopefully that helped you because it certainly helped me. And hopefully it helped the listeners out there as well. So I'm getting a bunch of texts and they're going, listen, I uh, I wanted to hate Anthony Weiner. And now I'm having trouble hating him because he just humanized himself in a big way when he started to tear up talking about his father and his son. And, and that's part of the reason why we're having this conversation is because even though Anthony, in my estimation, did something terrible. He's terrible. Not murder, not rape, but terrible. He uh, is a human being. I got to know him over the years, and I think he deserves the chance to speak. And uh, I think some of you will actually change. Some of you won't. Most of you may not. But some of you may actually change your mind and, and start giving people who ordinarily you don't believe deserve a chance a chance. Now, you have the opportunity, Anthony, to do this at a ton of places. NBC, I know offered you something, maybe even CBS. Why here? Why WABC? Well, I don't you know, look. I mean, for for one thing, I still care about the issues I care about, and local 
radio is a, is an institution in New York, and pr- frankly, before John Cantabatinas came along, was an institution that was dying. You know, you, you know that you know doing local radio is is steeped in the steeped in the history of, of New York, and the philosophy here, you know, that Chad has and that John has of news straight down the middle, solid news reporting, and then views during the day doesn't work if you just have view. It can't be news and view. It has to be a, multi, a, a multiple of different views. And, and to be honest, I, I'll admit, I don't have, and you're going to see this if we talk a little bit, I don't have the fire with fire fighting thing. I'm more about fighting with water nowadays. You know, you had a great interview with Ron Insana this morning. You had some presumptions you brought to the conversation. You asked him about it, and he, he pushed back on some of Yes, them. he did. Anytime Trump comes up or Biden, that's, it'll be like, you know, the same thing. That kind of, that happens every single time. But it does make for a good conversation. Well, he also he he polluted your rants with some facts, which is which is <laughs> no, kind of no, which didn't. is kind of an, an unfamiliar <laughs> circumstance for you to be in, right? But but when when John and and Curtis Lee was another, he's an institution. I mean, he's he's a one taco short of a combo, but he is he's an institution, and so the idea of kind of doing it in a way that I, I, I don't want to be the nineteenth liberal on MSNBC. Plus, for them, I'm fairly conservative. So th- this is a comfortable place for me. I'm still learning. I don't know if radio. I'm going to be a radio guy in my future, but I can tell you it's been an enjoyable experience, and I appreciate that they've given me the opportunity. How did this happen? Because when you filled in for me and Bernie six years ago, it was a cumulus station. Uh, here comes, and we were dying. We were dying. Chad, who I love dearly, this poor guy, they sold PLJ. They sold Nash Country. They sold the Urban Station. And all they had left was Bernie and Sid. I mean, not ABC, but ABC is Bernie and Sid. And John and Margot come in on their white horse, and they save the day with great programming all day, including his show, great music on the weekends. How did the Anthony Weiner john Katzenmatidis relationship come oh, about? Oh, well, that actually that goes back a ways. You know, first of all, we ran for mayor at the same time in 2013. Oh, that's, I was in Boca, so I wasn't here. Right. We were both and, in that race. And we both thought we were going to win, and we both liked the other guy, and so we didn't lay a hand on each other, to be honest with you. you know, and, we, and I've always liked him, and he's, he's one of these New York neighborhood guys, but the ultimate line of connection between us were both Brooklyn Tech guys. Right. We both went That's to Brooklyn right. Tech. That's right. You both um, went to Brooklyn Tech, And he yes. reached out to me over a year ago. And suggested I come in and do some spot, and I just wasn't re- to be ready to be honest. Uh, you said that you're a little more conservative than these everyday MSNBC guys, and, and that's part of the reason why I think you were a good fit with me and Bernie because we can't stand progressives. We we have very little tolerance for liberals in general. We don't hate Democrats, but we kind of dislike them. But that wasn't the case with you because every now and then, not often. But every now and then you would say something that was actually smart and factual when you weren't trying to deliver that nonsense Democrat stuff, which you've done for the better part of your career. Again, not often, but every now and then. Uh, give me some examples uh, why that – some of the things you may have said to us that me and Bernie said, okay, this guy's okay with us. I'm not, look, it, we'll have a chance to talk about some of the issues of the day, and I disagree with you about some of them. But more importantly, you know, I ran in 2005 as a, as a relatively junior member of Congress, and I made the runoff – not by basically saying what everyone else says. And if you and if you think about it, we as a party, Eric Adams was not the lefty candidate in this race. And to some degree, Mike Bloomberg got elected because there were a lot of moderate Democrats that came over and joined with Republicans to get him elected. True. So th- there's this notion, and I think sometimes you don't you don't appreciate this. You have 8.5 million people in the city. There's a lot of Democrats, but they're not all AOC. 
AOC Democrats. And if you think about it, Joe Biden got elected in a busy primary in 2020 by being the the, the moderate guy. Now, you can well, say he lied. he lied. He delivered that bill of goods since he's won the office. He's been to the left of Bernie Sanders, but he did try to sell us that. I yes. mean, I'm not going to kid you. There is a fringe element of the Republican Party that's pulling them to the right. There's a fringe element of the, of the Democratic Party that's pulling them to the left. But most of you, I would argue, and maybe I'm wrong about this. You know your listeners way better than I do. I think most people who are listening to news programming, listen to talk programming, are somewhere in the general middle where they don't have 75% of their brain devoted to politics. They just want to make sure that things are happening in a reasonable, responsible way and that people are, are following common sense policies with good experience and good people around them. That's where I think most people are. And that's part of my aspiration when I'm on with Curtis is not to necessarily, you know, they say it's left versus right. There are a lot of times that I uh, agree with Curtis on stuff, but but I, you know, when when I was in Congress, I was on the Judiciary Committee. And I was a sponsor of of the legislation to bring additional cops to New York City. I was was a supporter of the death penalty. I've come to the position that that death penalty is not really that great at solving crime. But I, you know, I represented I represented Archie Bunker's house in Queens. I represented yeah, Rockaway. That's true. When I left Congress, it was a Republican who took my seat. People don't realize, you know, that that my district was a fairly moderate kind of district, and I survived in that district by sometimes being in favor of things that I thought believed in, like single payer health care, but also uh, being one of the most hawkish guys in Israel in all of Congress. Uh, and there's no question about that, which is something near and dear to me. Obviously, where does Anthony Weiner stand on this bill reform issue? Well, look, I understand what the 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 fact of the matter is. It's getting blamed for all kinds of crimes that it has nothing to do with. You know, right now, more people are committing well, what do you crimes mean by that? because people are committing crimes when they're out on bail. Those are not the people that that are being argued about in the bail reform. The only question is, if two people come to to the bar of justice, they're both accused with the exact same crime. They're both given a thousand dollar bail. One guy might not be able to afford it. He stays in Rikers for two years and the other guy walks. And so they try to figure out a way to, to help clear out Rikers. But I think what they're doing in New Jersey is the right thing. Which is let give judges some data that lets them say, you know what, he's he's he might not flee. He may come back, which is what bail is supposed to be. But we also fear he may commit crimes based on his history and give the judges the ability to hold that guy. But let's keep in try. You you sometimes lose track of this on your show. Bail is for people who have not been convicted of anything yet. They're as innocent as anyone walking on the street in the in front of the bar of justice. You might not like that. And there might be horrible accusations against them. So bail reform, figure out a way to make it make it more fair. That's just because you don't have a thousand dollars doesn't mean that you have to sit in Rikers. But the way they did in New Jersey, they let judges have the information and in rare occasions say, you know what, this guy's going to commit a crime if I let him out. Let's hold him. And, I, and, and so I think it does need to be fixed. And I think Eric Adams is right to go to the legislature and say fix it. OK, but what good is going to the legislator? And he doesn't do anything about it. He goes to Albany. They slam the door on his face to Cousins and Carl Heasty. And he walks with his tail between his legs and does, and does yeah, nothing. Just like Mike Bloomberg, had, you know, didn't get what he wanted. Well, Mike Bloomberg just like, like, the Juli- right like what Giuliani did. I'm just saying that we the city, the mayor of the city of New York goes to the state legislature. The real question you should be asking is why? Why does Albany have so much to say about New uh, York City courts? Uh, we, we why do does Albany? That. But why does Albany get to decide a liquor license in New York? Decide to a red light camera in New York? So Eric Adams has to pick his spots. I think that he's every time there's one of these crimes, he stands up at a press conference and say Albany do something. But he also has to get control of the schools. He has to get our tax rates. He has to get money from them for Medicaid. 
So I'm just saying that he's saying and doing the, saying the right things. You can't criticize the guy who does not have it within his jurisdiction for not doing something. He is saying something every single day. So you do like him. You think it oh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. You're a I'm big a fan. fan. Well, okay. I'm, a, I'm a fan. Look, I mean, look, I blame me for de Blasio. I think that's maybe going too far. I was quiet for the eight years of, of, of de Blasio. Somebody was in prison, to be honest with you. Because I think that this guy didn't understand that part of being the mayor of the city of New York is standing up with your chest out and your jaw forward and taking your lumps and showing up on time and get, showing, the, showing New Yorkers. Not that you have the answer to every question, but you get it in your kishkas what it is they do. Eric Adams, I think, has that sensibility. And if nothing else, he's been in office for three months. For goodness sakes, cut him some slack. You know what I'm shaking my head? While you're talking. You know what I'm shaking my head? Why is that? Because... You're smart. You know, you may come off arrogant again, but you're smart. Uh, Even when I disagree with you, you present your case so well. And I say to myself, this kid, this guy could have been special. Special. And a big time help for this city. And and look, I, I wish you the best of luck. I really do. You can come back on this show. Kill it on the weekends. Uh, maybe one day there'll be another run. I don't know. Maybe people will forgive and forget. But I shake my head because you are a smart guy, and, and you know that. And you have to, every now and then, say to yourself, geez, I mean, if I could have those 15 minutes back, that one hour back, those two hours you back. You know, but, but first of all, I was in Congress and in public life for 25 years. That's a lot. I did a lot of things that I'm very proud of. People still come. Was it 25 years? Yeah, I was in wow. the city council. I worked for Chuck Schumer. I was in Congress. I ran for mayor a couple of times. I don't have any reason to complain. You know, it's, it's like I don't have any reason to complain. But you, there's no doubt about it. You know, my stuff, my addictions, my my compulsions stop me from having the job I most wanted. But does that mean I can't be of service today? And maybe I can be of service in other ways. I'm sure. always looking for those sure. opportunities. You know, I hired the formerly incarcerated at this at this company that I ran in the Brooklyn Navy Yard called Ice Stone. I volunteer where I can. And maybe being on the radio with you and like talking some sense into your head not is a happen. way that I no. can be of service. No, you, know? no. you are of service. And uh, you're not talking sense into my head. You're delivering a, a, a bill of goods that I'm used to getting in this city. But yeah, yeah, you're cute. It's fine. You, you, you know, you, I, you know you, you, you're doing a great job today. But I have to ask you about the phone. As a recovering addict, I can't go into a bar, right? And I certainly can't go into a place where people are doing drugs. So the phone for you was an issue. So when you sit here right now and that phone is in front of you, that's not a problem? Well, do you do – do you ever talk about gambling on your shows? Every now and then. Do, do you ever do spots for – I mean, yes. look, the yes. phone is not the problem. My, I'm the problem. It's not the tool. It's not the device. The bar is not the problem. Even the alcohol is not the problem. But you don't get – on, on, a, on a sad, lonely day, Anthony, and be honest here – you don't get a compulsion. Now, look, the compulsion doesn't matter. It's what you do about uh-huh. it. I get it. I, you don't get a compulsion. A hundred, Let me look. A hundred. I, I am, you know, I am not, I am not fixed. I'm in recovery. I go to meetings every day. I have blocks on my phone for certain things. I don't do social media. And every day I am one slip away as uh, I, listen, there's a lot of people in this world that I have to explain this language to. You're not one of them. You get it. And anyone who's out there who's ever dealt with someone who deals with compulsions or deals with addictive behaviors and deals with these things knows you, you're not like out of the woods. You always have to be pre- – and when, be, when I walked over here this morning, I checked in with three or four people just to get my feet on the ground. 
but make no mistake about it, you are exactly right. And, and that that at any time, at any I am, I have to be vigilant. But but, yeah, sure. but the, the way I I view it, if you are a if you're a uh, uh, a what's an example? Uh, if you are someone that has epilepsy, needs to take medication to avoid epilepsy. Being an epileptic might be the reason you have to take, but it's your job to take your medicine. One hundred percent. And it's my job to do everything I can to stay sober. It's my job to do everything I can to stay on on the beam. But but you're right. That's why you know we're having conversation. How do we promote my show? It ain't going to be by me going on social media no, and tweeting. No, no, I'm, I'm right, sorry that that, right. that just isn't going to happen. happen. So <laughs> so if I ask you this ridiculous, lame, but it's obligatory, but it is ridiculous question. And uh, you don't give me the answer. I think you're going to give me. I'm going to be surprised. How old are you now? I'm 57. 57. You look good for your age. Uh, you're I 62. Don't, I don't look as good as Lou. I mean, I have to, <laughs> he doesn't age. He doesn't age. Way, it's he's amazing. Also, he's also 57. Just so you know, I, 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 the I, same I, that's age. why I pointed yeah, it out. He's funny. like the, he's like the picture of Dorian Gray. He looks great, but in this <laughs> attic, he's decaying somehow. So uh, the 62 year old Anthony Weiner sitting here next to me in five years. What's the difference in his life? Maybe personally, maybe professionally, what's going to be the difference in his life when he's 62? I, I, I tell you, if God is good and I'm lucky, the only difference would be that my son will be older and smarter and wiser and the like. But I don't know. I mean, I, I think about what I've done in the three years since I've been out of prison. I was the CEO of a countertop company that made countertops at the Brooklyn Navy. Right. Okay? I did that. All right? I did some consulting and some you know, cashing in on my contacts and things like that and, and, and doing that. The last six or eight months, I've been very quiet because Huma's been promoting her book. I've had to take care of Jordan. She's been traveling and doing her doing her, her, her book tour. And now I'm putting my, my toes in the water of doing a radio show. I have no idea, but every day is a is a blessing. I don't have the same confidence I used to. Have. Everything is going to be amazing because I've seen the other side of it. Sure. And every day I'm 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 I'm, I'm kind of grateful. I still don't think the Mets have enough depth in their starting rotation. <laughs> I mean, I am not. I have been down this path before. Who is thinking, the third pitcher outside of Degrom, Scherzer? Who's number three? That's the problem. I, I don't. I don't have a sense. I don't have a sense that they. And and how many times have we been? Oh, that's right. Tawan Walker, very good, Lewis. Yes. Yeah, but how many times have we did, been down this path of going oh, into the season with this amazing rotation? Oh, like, all the oh, time. This this can't. This can't. All the time. So, what um, about the lineup? What about the lineup? Good enough. They, well, obviously, we need, we need bullpen help, which is like you can just put put repeat on that for the last several years. Right. Um, I th- by the way, I also want to say I think Ranger fans are getting way out over their skis. They're not that good a team. They're pretty good. They're I mean, no that, one said they're going to win the Stanley Cup. They're, they're not that good a team. They just, I mean. They, Aren't you a Ranger fan, though? I'm an Islander fan. Oh, no wonder. We had oh, a good night God. last night. Yeah, good don't good don't night talk last about night. the Rangers if you're an Islander fan. Do me you, a you, favor. You, you, have, you have to. What no, do you, you what don't because you don't come up and play. The Rangers are so much better than the Islanders right now. Worry about your own issues. I'm just saying. They had one good night against I, Columbus. The, I, the Islanders the Islanders <laughs> had a, a horrible season, but it's, this is the one day I can come in here and talk trash. What are you talking about? That's a one day. That's right. So what about the Mets? Again, you're right. Bullpen help. Uh, rotation after your second starter could be an issue. I think the outfield the outfield's fine. I don't. I I think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you want to get Bryant? I don't. I mean, the price. It's not my money, but uh, I would get him. By the way, what's let me ask you? You're a sports guy. Yeah. What's going to happen in the next couple of days? Are we going to see like 200 signings? Yes. Yes. Is that what's going to happen? It's going to be a flurry of activity. It's going to be very very exciting. And they couldn't have any talks at all during the that's the negotiations. Nothing. Yeah, they couldn't even call if a Yankee player. Anthony was about to get married. They couldn't even call Brian Cashman and tell him. How about that? Yeah, if they're yeah, about to have a I, child, I, I, they couldn't even tell him that. So now, yes, there'll be a. And they're of not going to have the seven inning doubleheaders anymore. That's correct. And you're going to have a sure. GH in both leagues. 
and you have uh, they're going to be wearing promotional stuff Which on I their don't jerseys. Care. I don't care about that. It's kind of lame, but fine. I don't care either. This I just want baseball. I gotta say, the traditionalists around baseball. I mean, they got to realize the tradition is one thing, but you know, I can't. You could not pay Jordan, a ten-year-old. You can't pay him to watch a baseball game. I know he gets bored. It's my entirely son too. different my son than, too. than I know. when I was ten years old watching this. What was the seventies? It's in the seventy-two year Mets that were like good for a half a cup of coffee. Yeah, that. That was like part of the rhythm, Me the background too. of your life. Me too. But you're losing Jordan. If, if you don't have an MLB 22 on the screen, he's not watching <laughs> baseball at all. You're right. Uh, so listen, in the last uh, 30 seconds, uh, uh, this has been a very, very good appearance. What's, uh, what's your message to listeners out there? I've enjoyed this. What is uh, your last 30 seconds before you come back on the air Saturday with Curtis? Well, I, I like people to tune in, but if they don't and if they have no patience for me, I totally get it. I mean, what you know, I, I, I'm not asking people to love me. I'm not even asking people. I mean, I'd like them to listen. I think that our show is pretty good. I think people who tune in the last few Saturdays have been kind of surprised because we've been, you know, people. It's it's not a you know, it's not the slugfest where we're having conversation about issues. I, I explained to him what the 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 Keystone Pipeline issue is. You obviously don't. Get it at all, but um, you know you realize there's already a Keystone Pipeline, right? Yes. Okay, and it just makes it shorter. Some private business that wants to go through private pro- private properties and go through indigenous people's lands, and so for the last four years under Trump, there has been a permanent place to build. It hasn't been built. Can you tell me why? I, d- I can't tell you. The why, reason no. why is that people don't want it on their lands. It's that simple. It's what, basically that simple. You can have a permit tomorrow. You still have to. And who? Since when do you conservatives believe eminent domain for a private oil company? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> man. Snap out of it. <laughs> okay, there you have it, folks. Anthony Weiner every Saturday alongside Curtis Sliwa. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.